Shannon. And I'm Rami, and this is Workplace Hugs. Uh, Workplace Hugs is where we talk about interesting things we've read or heard and how it relates to the workplace experience. Our goal here is really simple. Help all of us expand our workplace toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. We purposefully talk about it in different scenarios. We'll start on the high level, then we'll talk about how we've experienced it at the lowest level, and then we'll share some ways for you guys to take this back into your workplace life. With that, Shannon, I am very excited for today's episode. Can you tell us what we're going to be talking about? Yeah. So I read this book a while back called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life by Dr. Marilee Adams. Um, And though the title is really cheesy, I, I truly did find that this book was powerful in terms of changing my questions to change my life. So, so post book, your life is changed. Post book, I would say my and life your is questions. changed. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking different questions of myself and others. So at its core, I want our listeners to focus on one core thing related to this book. This book is really about supporting people and moving from a judger mindset into more of a learner mindset. And it can be applied both within ourselves in how we are in relationship to ourselves and in how we operate in our workplaces and how we can practice empathy more with ourselves and with others simply by changing the questions. The idea here being from a judgment perspective, there is not a lot of empathy. From a learner perspective, there is a great deal of empathy and even humility in terms of expressing what you don't know. Yes, exactly. So in the book and in i think my application of the book we really break out like what are these two different mindsets that we might be operating in so we've got the judger mindset and the learner mindset again and a judger mindset might sound a lot like declarative statements things like saying that's never gonna work and here's why or we tried that before and it failed the judger mindset might also sound like asking an incessant amount of why questions so why bother? Why am I such a failure? Why are they so stupid? Questions that don't really lead us to productive solutions. Robbie, you're laughing. Tell us more. <laughs> what I'm what I'm understanding is with the why questions and declarative statements, there's a lot of both baggage and a lot of pointedness. It lacks empathy. Yeah. Yeah. The judger is a lot of automatic knee-jerk reactions. It's very blame-focused. And there's just a clear winner and a loser. Or somebody is right and somebody is wrong. There's just no possibility for gray in that mindset. Okay. So what is our alternative, right? The book suggests the alternative is to go to a learner mindset. A learner mindset is about really thinking through what are the thoughtful choices that are available to us? How can we be focused on solutions? And how can we find win-win ways of relating with each other? And practically, what that looks like is more questions, generally, but specifically, Mm -hmm. less why questions and more how or what questions. Okay, so I want to take a step back and hit back on two things you just said. So in a judger perspective, it is going to be a win-lose. Yes. In a learner mindset, it's going to be a win-win, right? Like the, the goal with the learner mindset is that we can succeed and we can make this work. It's a matter of asking the right 
how or what questions. Yes. Where a judger is saying, why, why, why? And how how do I succeed in this? And you lose. Yes. Rather than how do we all together win? Yes. Yes. I think from past experiences within myself and maybe observing this within others, when we go to a judger mindset, we stop dialogue. Like it, it shuts down dialogue really quickly, whether we're talking about a project at work or something else. Like the second that you're just like, nope, it's not going to work. Like that person almost like isolates themselves <laughs> into the corner of the table when we're trying to have a conversation. And to shift back to learner is to s- commit to staying in dialogue with other people about what they're thinking and what's going on and how they're feeling and what the circumstances are so that we might find that win-win solution. So Shannon, here's my question. Yes. As I think about myself and examples of myself in this, and when I'm a judger, it comes from having experience, having done something. Yeah. So do you have any perspective on how to balance your experience and what you've learned with shifting, like still leveraging that experience, but not being a total judge with that experience? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, what comes to mind here is uh, a question that I'll challenge myself with as coach of what might be visible to me that's not yet visible to them. Oh. So it sounds like when we when we have a place of experience, there's something that we know, right? Our history has shown us. We've got experience on this topic or this issue, and, and we see, like, warning signs, flashing red lights mm-hmm, above their mm-hmm, heads. Like, mm-hmm. this is doomed for failure. Yep. And I'm sure we can both think of examples where maybe someone else was trying to warn us based on their experience. Like, I don't know, our freaking parents <laughs> a million times over, like, the path you're headed down is destructive. Yeah. And it doesn't typically work that way. Right? Like, when we just mm-hmm. tell somebody, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not helpful. So how can you think about, well, what's visible to me that's not yet visible to them? And how, through questioning, can I support them in in bringing that forth and making that visible. Got it. So it's almost like rather than say, we did this before and it failed, you could say, what about this specific thing? Like if you're thinking about the failure point that your group had with that with that specific example, it's almost like, what is the how do you how do you start to ask the questions around those specific things? Yes. So that the team can avoid those same mistakes rather than come from like a, a cynical perspective. Yes, yes. So an example, shifting in gears, maybe a little bit into the examples to bring this to life a little bit for folks. An example that comes to mind, Rami, I'm adding this one in, is uh, a, a client that I'm working with and she's consistently frustrated that her boss fails to provide air cover for them. Like she's just miserable and she creates these total chaotic storms on their team because she struggles to make, her boss struggles to manage upwards. Yep. And in the past, this particular client has said to the boss, like, declarative statements. She goes in with a judger mindset of, like, boss lady, this isn't going to work. Remember? Like, this isn't going to work, and here's why. Well, guess what? That's not changing her boss's behavior. What might change her boss's behavior is for her to ask her some probing questions. Mm. To say, oh, okay, boss lady, uh how do we think Jim is going to react to this project? Because it's there's one particular person that the boss lady seems to just always disregard. <laughs> and he's the one derailing things. He's the one derailing things. So because he is never consulted in these projects. 
So she doesn't have to say it's not going to work because you didn't consult Jim. (laughs) She can just say, how do we think Jim's going to react to this? And all of a sudden, possibilities open up for her boss to now begin to consider, oh, I didn't talk to Jim about this yet. Maybe I should, you know? Rami, before we jumped on the call today, I know you mentioned a project-based experience with this learner versus judger mindset that came to mind for you. Yeah. So I think for me, it's when you've worked at a place long enough, you've experienced a lot of different things, both successes and failures. And I think especially when it comes to failures, you want to bring that experience and you want to share that with the group and say, look, I've done this thing and I know it's failed. And I think it's really hard. I will tell you personally, I struggled a lot in that in a previous role in terms of being very cynical in those in those instances where someone would say, hey, we want to do this thing. I would go, oh, yeah, we did that thing. It failed. Yes. So I think for me, thinking back on that now, I go, okay, that was that was not the right approach. The right approach was, yeah, we tried it. Like, we didn't see success in it. But how how might we avoid the same the same issues that we had the first time and make this a success this time? Right. How do I how do I bring forward my learnings in a learner perspective and ask those how or what questions like how how might we avoid this specific thing that was an issue or what are what's our thinking around this other aspect of it? in terms of making that a success, knowing that that can be a very tricky thing. Like, I think it, it goes back to the the win-lose to the win-win, right? It's yes. h- how do we all together try to find the most optimal way to succeed rather than it failed before it's going to fail again? Yes, yes, a, a beautiful example. So I'm hearing in what you just shared that the judger mindset was using the declarative statement. Guys, that's not going to work. We tried that before and it failed. What does that do to dialogue? It shuts them down. It makes them maybe even want to exclude you from the conversation when you've got really important points yeah. or or ways that you could help coach, you know, learn and guide them to a better solution. But they're potentially going to isolate you out of that conversation. Rami, I, I know you had an aha in there. What were you going to share? Well, no, I think you're hitting it right on the nose, right? If you have a meeting with a group of people and you have one person in the corner saying like, nope, it doesn't work. It's not going to work. You go, okay, cool. Let's get through this meeting and then let's have another meeting. But like, let's exclude that person because they're clearly bringing the whole thing down. And I think it's how do you avoid being that person, right? It's the it's that meme that I always see of like, I wonder if my friends have a text chain without me in it and it's like if you're the one asking that then they do and you're the one that's not in it oh but i think it's it's the same thing for those types of meetings it's if you're being cynical and you're being a judger you're not helping the team succeed right a win-lose if there's a lose in any part of the approach then like that's not that's not going to help people succeed. And, and frankly, people don't want to work with people who are coming from that space because yeah. it's just negative, right? Yeah. Like you don't need to be, you don't need to be foolishly optimistic, but you have to be realistically optimistic rather than perpetually negative. Yep. Yep. And in that example that I think you gave, you or the person who gets isolated in the corner, making all the judgments, they probably feel like they're winning because they're going to make sure that that idea doesn't come to life because they know better. And the other 
team, if you will, probably feels like you're a loser (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you can't possibly get on board or want to be innovative or creative. You're making me think of so many folks that I remember working with at Target who, like, you just knew they were going to be like, that's not going to work. That's the worst idea ever. And what did you want to do with those people? Put them in a corner in a room by themselves (laughs) so that you could still try to move forward with the project. But they could have very helpful, valuable things to say. So again, to Rami's point, how do we avoid being that person? And, and the way in which we do that is to notice when our judgments are popping up, when are we making declarative, definitive statements towards others, or where are we asking a lot of why questions that just aren't helpful, and how do we flip ourselves into asking a what or a how question to support ourselves in getting to a win-win solution that's going to work for everybody. So that, to me, all seems like outward empathy. Mm-hmm. Is there an inner version of this? There um, judger is. versus coach versus learner mindset that we can apply to ourselves? Yes, there there is a, a great question. Um, so the same thing can be true for ourselves of noticing where, where are we our own worst critic? And how can we shift from, you know, maybe a variation on these terms of judger to learner, another variation might be an inner critic to an inner coach. So where are you operating as your own worst critic in your life today? I'm trying to think of an example that comes to mind. This isn't true for me, but I know uh, someone that I'm working with right now really, well, I don't know if she perceives herself as negative, but she's, she's a very negative person. And that's her being her own worst critic in all the ways that she's negative and harsh with herself. And so how can we flip it into a how or what question? So there's changes and transitions that she's wanting to make in her career right now. And she is adamantly convinced that, oh, it's it's just never going to work. That's our judger coming out. Or why is this going to work this time? It hasn't worked for me in the past. How do we flip that into a what would help question of ourselves? What would help me make this work for me? How might I experiment with the possibilities here? to just soften the blow of that critical voice that is often, I shouldn't say often, it's often for my clients, maybe not for everybody, running through folks' heads. So I like this. What I'm I'm hearing from you, Shannon, is when we have our inner critic coming in and it's saying, like, why would you succeed this time? You failed every other time. Or why do you think you can do this thing? To me, that sounds like your inner critic is like really pushing on you with all of your baggage and, yep. and they're saying like remember all the times you failed think about those where i think what you're saying is the coach mindset is how how might we succeed this time right it's the same yep. as the the group example of how do we how might we leverage the understanding that we've had in the past to to be successful in this instance yep. how might we avoid those same roadblocks or or issues that we ran into and succeed this time Yes, yes. Would it be helpful if I shared some examples? Please. For the inner side? Okay. So I, I did an Instagram post on this a while back. <laughs> Just pulled it up because I was like, yeah, we should probably do some examples. So an example that I hear a lot, that's never going to work. That's a dead giveaway that that sounds like you're inner critic. What does the coach sound like instead? What would help? Suck it up, buttercup. Come on, critic. Coach says, what would make this easier to bear? Like COVID right now, right? A yep. crappy situation for everyone. Yep. Some of us have a critic voice running through our head saying, this sucks. Suck it up, though. 
instead of asking what would make this easier to bear. Uh, There's no way I'm qualified to do that. Instead, a coach might say, how can I learn while I'm doing it? I'm getting this promotion. It's happening, right? I want to go for it. How do I just commit to learning while doing even if I don't feel like I'm qualified from the Mm get-go? I'm not likely to make it in this new field. Why try? What would help me feel safe to experiment? There's enough voices. Nobody wants to listen to me anyway. Who and how can I serve today? Mm. It just shifts the perspective from that definitive, declarative, it's never going to work, why, 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 into a what would help, how could we make this work? Well, and the thing that I'm also hearing is almost like a very narrow mindset to a very wide mindset. Like, I don't want to say exclusive to inclusive, but something along those lines of when we're we're cynical and we're judging, it's very narrow focus. Like, this one thing is the issue, and that's why we don't succeed. Yes. But I think your pivots are more wide open in terms of, well, fine, okay, like, this new job is going to be tricky, but how might I learn on the job and over leverage the the skills that I'm bringing in and focus some of my extra energy on on the new skills that I need to learn. Yes. Yes. I love it. Rather than I don't know my new skills. Exactly. Well said. So let's bring this home for folks. So how do you practically apply this to your workplace experience today? We have a really basic but can be mind-blowing exercise for you to do. So literally get out a sheet of paper or write a note in your phone and just take a minute to reflect on all of the ways that you might be passing judgment today. So think through your coworkers and notice what judgments pop up. Think through the projects that you're working on and notice what judgments are popping up in your head. Judgments again are those definitive declarative statements or the why questions of like, God, why the hell does Susie always ask this question in meetings, you know? Mm-hmm. And then for each one, create another column and try to come up with a what or a how question to help you work through that judgment. So a what or a how question that you might ask of that person or in that project setting to support yourself in accessing that learner place and let them be genuine, right? If it's like a what or a how question that's secretly disguised as like a, I know, I still know the right solution. People can see right through their crap. So Uh try to access your true, genuine learner curiosity. Like you really want to understand what makes Susie do the things that she does. Or you really want to understand why Dan thinks that this project is a good idea. Except we don't ask why questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I would say if if there are projects or there are meetings that you know you have the experience in and you're going to come in with that judger mindset, I would say preemptively try to pivot your own thinking and your own questioning in those instances to not be the stick in the mud, but to be the person really helping be a guidepost, right? To say like, here are the things we've run into. How might we avoid those? Yes. Um, As opposed to we did this, it failed. So I would say make the list as Shannon said, make pivots, ask the how and the what's. And then also, as meetings come up, as as people are, are leveraging you for your experience, think about how you can share that experience as a coach or a learner rather than a judger. Exactly. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram. Um, if you're if you're struggling with 
the examples or if you want to work through one or you want to share how you've seen this succeed for you, please let us know. Like, we'd love to connect. We'd love to. All right. I've been Shannon. I've been Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.